You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And the topic of our podcast today is waking from denial. You may have heard the saying, denial is not a river in Egypt. It's something that goes much deeper. Denial keeps us asleep to the deeper truths of what is going on. There's also a saying that ignorance is bliss. Boy, don't I know that one. The less we know, the better sometimes, right? When the lid comes off Pandora's box, the truth of what lies within that box is exposed and the lid can't be put on again. This means we can't unknow what we know. I've talked a lot about how the truth sets us free, but it might hurt first. The reason the truth hurts is that it has to uproot us from our denial. It takes us from the place of ignorance is bliss to the truth hurts. Most of us would prefer bliss to pain, of course. That's a no-brainer. However, there's a deeper pain that happens when we stay in denial and resist the truth. The pain of unknowing can begin to creep in when we've dug our heels in and simply don't want to know or don't want to believe what we have heard. Denial does serve a purpose. One of the five stages of grief is denial. Denial can pat us from the shock of learning something that might have a traumatic effect on us, such as the death of a loved one or the affair of a spouse. Denial can have a shock-like quality to it that keeps us numb from the truth until we can slowly come to acceptance. So denial in itself is not a bad thing, it has a purpose. Being stuck in denial, however, can have very negative consequences. It truly does keep us ignorant and the bliss we felt from the not knowing is short-lived as the knowing is constantly knocking at our inner door trying to get through. When this knowing is knocking at your door you will have a feeling that something just isn't right. You may not trust a person or a situation and not fully understand why you don't. The truth may be attempting to find its way in so it can ultimately set you free. The more you resist against the truth, the more that gnawing feeling that something isn't right will persist or you will draw people or circumstances into your life that will say things or do things that begin to break through your resistance. At first, you may even find yourself getting angry at the people who bring the message. Don't shoot the messenger. Waking up is always our highest calling. Remaining asleep whether it is to a betrayal in your relationship or family, or whether it's on a larger scale with world events, might feel safer in the interim 
but will wreak havoc on your safety in the long run. In my work with narcissistic abuse, most people need to stay in denial in order to stay in their relationships. So they tell themselves they have a good relationship. The narcissist in their life really does love them or care about them. They tell themselves the narcissist would or could never do that, whatever that is. Or they tell themselves this person will change. They lie to themselves on a consistent basis because they're afraid to face the truth. Now, most of us go through this at some point or another. So if you've been in a narcissistically abusive situation or are currently in one, you know what I'm talking about. You would only be here listening if the lid had already cracked or come off. You might be in the information gathering stages of your relationship or breakup trying to understand what just happened. You may not be all the way out of denial yet, but maybe slowly waking up to the truth. When people call me, they often ask questions like, is there any possibility that a narcissist can change or get better? Or they might say, I don't really know if he or she is a narcissist. They don't match all the characteristics. Another place we tend to go into denial or stay in denial is our own issues. We may not want to admit to ourselves that we have issues that are affecting our own ability to have a healthy, happy relationship. So we deny our own issues and project them onto our partners. Our denial will allow us to believe that the issues really don't have anything to do with us and everything to do with the other person. This kind of denial protects us against our own core shame, which would give one the message, there's something wrong with me. One thing we all need to understand is that if you are in a toxic relationship or have a pattern of getting into toxic relationships, you are part of the toxicity. It doesn't mean that there is something wrong with you. This isn't about shaming you. It's about understanding that it always takes two to tango. Being in denial of the problems and issues in a relationship is toxic. Allowing someone to treat you cruelly and disrespectfully is toxic. Pretending that abuse isn't abuse is toxic. Allowing someone to consistently lie to you and find fault with you is toxic. We can either be victims and complain about how a person in our life treats us on a consistent basis, or we can come out of denial, empower ourselves, and remove ourselves from the abusive circumstances or relationship. Those of you who come from a dysfunctional family, which is probably the majority, come from a family who is in denial. You learn from your family how to be in denial. However, at some point, you might begin to wake up and realize there's trouble in paradise. Things are not as they seem. You don't like the way you feel when you're with certain members of your family. You might realize you've been a scapegoat, that you've been blamed for the issues in the family. You might begin to notice your father's alcoholism or your mother's mental illness. You might notice a sibling's abusive nature or that nobody in your family really talks to each other. 
you may realize that you've never really been supported or genuinely loved and accepted. It may take coming to terms with your own drug abuse or alcoholism or eating disorder or relationship failures before you can come to the understanding of the origin of your issues. It can be really difficult to come out of denial about one's family. Families are often like a sacred tribe in which there's a great deal of protection amongst the tribe. One is not allowed to speak out or tell the truth. Ironically, the scapegoat is typically the truth teller in a family, so they're the ones being targeted and made to feel like an outcast. There are three rules often found in a dysfunctional family system. Don't speak, don't trust, don't feel. We learn how not to trust what we see, feel, or experience. We learn that it is taboo to speak the truth. We learn that our feelings don't matter, are not important, or should not be felt at all. Worst of all, we come to believe that our families are normal. This is supposed to be normal. In order to see the truth of our family's dysfunction, we have to come out of denial and realize there's nothing normal about these dysfunctional dynamics. They're simply the way people have learned to cope with the pain and the fear that they're sitting on. Families, corporation, churches, and governments normalize abnormal behavior. The more awakened we are to our own true nature, the less we're able to be in denial and the less we're able to accept the abnormal behavior as normal. We need to learn to listen to the still small voice within, the part of us that knows. We need to learn to follow the call of our spirit and do what we feel internally is the right thing to do. When I work with victims of narcissistic abuse, most people will tell me something just didn't feel right. Maybe the narcissist in their life reminds them of a family member, and so the behavior seems normal by comparison. So their programming may inform them that this behavior is normal. But something deep within, that inner voice is telling them something is not right. This feeling will often lead clients to seeking to uncover the issue that is hiding underneath the layers of denial. They might pick up a partner's phone only to discover that he or she is having an affair. Or they might check the bank account to find the partner is taking large amounts of money from their account. Or they may simply pay closer attention to the behavior. When we begin to really start trusting ourselves, we go deeper down the rabbit hole and start to discover other truths. We may more clearly see the dysfunction in other areas of our lives. We might see more clearly the agendas of church and state. We may begin to realize that things are not always as they appear to be. It might be in our best interest to take a deeper look. Denial keeps us numb to the truth. And one reason people have such a difficult time when they begin to see the truth is that they're thawing out from that numb state and beginning to feel the pain of that truth. 
Once you begin to thaw out and feel what you didn't feel before, the pain of feeling may have you trying to get back to that numb state however you can. You may tell yourself stories or make up excuses or even refuse to look at the truth that is staring you in the face. But this stage can't last very long. It can be very difficult to dance between numbness and feeling. I always look at Pandora's box as the box that contains all the feelings we stuff down in our subconscious, as well as all that remains unseen. When the lid comes off Pandora's box, we suddenly have access to those feelings we've never really allowed ourselves to feel. The first thing we might try and do is put the lid on. However, all of you who know the story of Pandora's box know that once that lid is off, it can't be put back on. So as hard as one might try and go back to sleep, it's not possible. It's not possible to go back to that deep state of sleep that you've been in. For a while, it seems that one waking from denial is walking between the states of sleeping and waking. There are truths that are coming out, and yet those truths can't be integrated right away. The more painful the truth, the more difficult it might be to integrate it. When you're dealing with a particularly painful truth, sometimes you need to write them down and keep them in front of you until your mind can integrate them. With narcissistic abuse, for example, the painful truth that must be integrated is the narcissist does not love me or care about me. In our state of denial, we need to believe we're special to the narcissist, that he or she is not a narcissist at all, but someone who has a few issues. You don't necessarily need to label that person a narcissist to integrate the truth that this person doesn't love or care about you or have your best interest at heart. There are people in the world who are simply not capable of love, compassion, or empathy. Sometimes I use the term narcissist to describe anyone who's not capable of love, compassion, or empathy. And this is a pretty simple definition. Yet the very definition informs us that this person can't care about you. The other piece of denial that most struggle with is the belief that the reason the narcissist doesn't love them or care about them is because they are unlovable and not worthy of caring about. This is often how victims of narcissistic abuse are made to feel in that relationship. Ultimately, it's one's own core wounds that are triggered and flared up, but those wounds get poked at pretty fiercely in a narcissistic dynamic. In recovery from narcissistic abuse, one must awaken from the belief that they were never really loved or cared about in that relationship whether it's with a parent, a sibling, or a relationship partner. And one must also awaken from any idea that he or she is unlovable or unworthy and discover his or her inherent worthiness. Now there's a grief process that most people will need to go through when they come to terms with the reality that that parent or sibling or relationship partner 
didn't really love them. That's a difficult piece to integrate, and yet it needs to be integrated in order for us to break free from a really toxic dynamic and learn how to take care of ourselves. We can be in denial of our own worthiness, believing that the one incapable of loving us could love us if we were just more lovable. When one of my clients gets devalued and discarded by a narcissist who immediately replaces her with someone else, it's easy for her mind to assume that the person she was replaced with is more worthy of love than she was. This is another false belief that keeps one in a state of denial. One tends to believe on some level all the horrible things the narcissist said about them and also believe that the new partner of the narcissist doesn't have all these faults and flaws. The reason that those recovering from narcissistic abuse spend so much time and energy researching narcissism, reading about it, watching YouTube videos, and so on, is because it helps to bring them out of denial. It helps them to integrate the truth. This person is not capable of loving them or having any compassion for them. This person has projected all of his or her own buried dark shadow onto them. This person will do the same thing with anyone they are with. When all of these truths are integrated, the victim of abuse can heal knowing it was never about them. The behavior of the narcissist was not their fault. Many people are also in deep denial about their family of origin. Some will say, I had a great family or I had a happy childhood, when in reality they grew up in a very dysfunctional family. I was with a man who told me his parents were like Ozzie and Harriet, which is a television show from the 50s and 60s that portrayed the ideal family. I came to find out that he had very little memory of his childhood and that it was his older brother who told him that their parents were like Ozzie and Harriet. We went to his sister's house for dinner one night and we all got to talking and I came right out and said to his sister, I was told your parents were like Ozzie and Harriet. And her response was, oh please, mom and dad were alcoholics. They would leave us in the car for hours while going into the bar and we would all fight with each other in the car while mom and dad were drinking. Mom had bipolar disorder and dad traveled all the time, leaving us alone with our unstable mother. I was shocked to learn the truth and I think my partner at the time was shocked as well. His denial was so strong that he never faced his own wounds, which ended up destroying our relationship. In the family, his sister was more woke or awakened than any of the other siblings who needed to believe they had a perfect, happy childhood. The cover of a perfect childhood keeps a lot of adult children in denial. Facing the truth about their abuse and neglect is simply too painful, and so they live their life in a fantasy. We can also be in denial that our governments or politicians care about us and want the best for us. During the global pandemic we are in at the time of this recording, 
the lockdown, social distancing, and mask wearing is supposed to be for our own good, to protect ourselves and each other from getting COVID-19. The mainstream narrative is constantly telling us the dangers we are in, the rising number of people being diagnosed, the rising death rate, and serious concerns about the continual spread of this virus. Meanwhile, there's a movement going on behind the scenes with a whole different narrative. Actually, there's many different narratives, but the one I am talking about goes against the mainstream narrative of fear and death. This narrative challenges what is being broadcasted through the mainstream media and brings alternative research and medical knowledge to the forefront. I consider myself to be pretty awakened and have not watched mainstream news for over 20 years. I have not had cable television at all. I'm plugged into alternative media sources that I trust, and I intuitively let myself be guided to the information that I need to know. None of us have seen anything quite like this pandemic in our lifetime, but it's clear to me that what's going on in the world right now is not due to a global pandemic. We've had pandemics before and we've had coronavirus outbreaks before. We never shut the world down. Why are we shutting the world down, putting people out of business and collapsing the economy? Why are we allowing wealthy government officials to determine whether or not we are essential? What is it that's really going on? Some people get really upset to hear me talk about this because they need to believe the mainstream narrative. They may think that I'm just a conspiracy theorist. I'm not. I'm a realist. I align with truth. If something doesn't feel right, I listen. I trust myself. I know there's a whole lot more going on than meets the eye. I know this is a huge opportunity for us to awaken to a deeper truth and understand that certain people and groups are not our friends. They don't care about us and they don't have our personal health and welfare at heart. There is an agenda. If you get upset with any suggestion that there's something else going on behind the scenes, go ahead and put that mask on along with the blindfold. People will always wake up when they're ready. Some never will. Some people will forever remain in their bubble, believing what they want to believe, regardless of the evidence to the contrary. But there's a mass awakening going on right now. People are beginning to learn the deeper truth and wake up from their denial. Perhaps that awakening is global. Perhaps being in lockdown has brought many of us to a deeper connection with ourselves and just like with a narcissist, leads them on a fact-finding mission to understand what's happening behind the scenes. I want to be clear that I'm very positive-oriented and I see the good that is coming from all this. How can a global awakening be anything but good in the long run? Coming out of denial as a collective can be challenging, difficult, and even painful, but in the end, we live a life much more authentic to who we really are. I did a podcast a few years back called 
the fall of narcissism. I talk about how the narcissistic entity was taking its last stand and will ultimately crash and burn. This is because we're waking up and we're exposing the dark agendas, whether they're in your family of origin, your marriage, your place of work, or the powers that are running the world. The more we awaken, the more we take off our blinders and see the deeper truth. We begin to see how the narcissistic entities of the world want to take away our freedoms, lock us down, inject us, track us, invade our privacy, dumb us down, feed us lies, and ultimately enslave us. I talk about this not to make people afraid, but to wake people up. Things are not as they seem. If you've been in a narcissistic family or a narcissistic relationship, you know that things were not as they seemed. It might have been difficult coming to terms with that truth, but eventually you have to do this in order to set yourself free. This is where we are on a global scale. We have to learn the truth in order to be set free. People are beginning to rebel against authority now because they're recognizing that authority is not their friend. We can no longer blindly follow the leader. We need to become our own leaders and stand for what is right. We all have something deep within us that is guiding us, and if we tune into this inner knowing, we will know what is right. Yes, it might be easier to just put on the mask and the blindfold and follow the leader, but this path won't likely take you to where you want to go. Our masks muffle our speech and restrict our breathing and hide our faces from the world. Our blindfolds prevent us from seeing what is there. There's a lot of symbology going on in the world right now. And I know we're not being asked to wear blindfolds on a physical level, but we're being asked to keep our blinders on and believe what we're being told. We're asked to do this in our narcissistic relationships, whether those relationships are on a personal or a government level. Narcissists don't want us to know the truth because that truth exposes them and ultimately sets us free. Together, we can wake up out of our denial and align with the truth that is being exposed. The lid is off Pandora's box. There's no going back to sleep. We are stronger together. So let's align with truth. Let's see that truth and speak that truth. Don't hide your light behind the many props that you are being given. Come out into the light, shine brightly, speak your truth, know who you are, and be who you are. Let's join the awakening world. I want to thank you for listening today. And for more information on my work with narcissism, you can go to my website, narcissismfree.com. And if you would like to explore deeper down the spiritual rabbit hole with me, you can go to newearthcenter.org. 
Once again, thanks for joining us today and have a great day. I'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you.